ladies and gentlemen, from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and all Seasons Tabletop Studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode is going to be a continuation of Worldwide Door Slam Shut on Effective Treatments. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Are you on your best behavior? You know it. But guess what? What? It's too late to turn back now. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to The Undiluted Truth. I am Ben. And without any further delay, let's go ahead and welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing? Great, Ben. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. It's good to see you. Yeah, same here. It's good to see you as well. And welcome to all of you truth seekers and rock tumblers, especially out there. Yeah, that's as as my youngest used to say, that's a twist tonger. Yes, yeah, uh, yes, yeah. good call. She actually, she actually would say, when she said that, it was like, oh, wow, that's perfect. I don't have to remember that. but uh, I, I like that one. No, very good. Uh, worldwide door slammed shut. And uh, if we remember, I want to recap just a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. We are gathering this information from the High Wire, Dell Bigtree, interview with Tess Laurie. And uh, just a reminder, she was, and it was just one episode ago, so we don't have to do a whole lot, but uh, she was a WHO sort of, uh, wasn't necessarily an employee, but she did work for them. They they gathered a lot of information uh, through studies that she would provide. Right. And they were just getting into a portion of this interview where uh, they were talking about sort of a new member coming aboard, and uh, that was Andrew Hill. Okay, Dr. Yes. Andrew Hill. And, you know, the the key players in this, other than Tess Laurie, was Pierre Corey and Dr. Merrick, mm-hmm. uh, who are very, very much involved in what's going on today and trying to get the information out. And the question was, well, actually, Tess Laurie was mentioning a particular type of review, which was a, it was it was termed a Cochrane review, and she deemed she well she deemed that very effective way of doing uh, these reviews for the WHO and other entities and everyone really liked this type of review for whatever reason i mean we're getting into the medical and actually a little bit more probably chemistry oriented uh, when it comes to studies involving new products uh, being you know out there through viruses or whatever. Right. So, okay. Uh, and if you recall, she had just mentioned that this particular fellow, uh, Dr. Andrew Hill, was very excited yeah. about what was going on, looking at these studies, and basically was like, hey, guys, man, let's get ready. Let's, uh, no more delays. Let's roll with this. This is exciting news. And then the shoe sort of drops, and mm. that's what she's getting into with this. Uh, and as we all know today, see, we have the ability to look backwards at this to see, you know, well, what happened? And, you know, we we sort of know what 
what took place. We don't know all the in- intricacies and the details of what happened, but she sort of fills in these gaps in what was taking place back then. Right. So uh, very, uh, you know, you hate to use the word very credible, but you almost have to these days. Uh, but this is just, this is a woman who wants to help people, still does, and unintentionally got caught up in some of this corruption okay. and is sharing what she has gleaned uh, through this experiment. And, and Dell obviously, always asking uh, the right questions. And, of course, if he doesn't ask the right questions, we'll, we'll fill in the gaps there. Right. So... Uh, <laughs> You know, All right, sounds so good. So th- yeah. that's sort of where we're going to pick it up. Uh, okay. And uh, uh, rock tumblers, hold on to your seats, and let's get ready and tumble some rocks. All right, here, here we, we go. go. Going to the NIH to have a conversation, and I'm assuming at this point everyone must be very excited, like we we have a cure. We can, this pandemic, essentially we've got something that can really make a difference. So you must have been excited at that moment. Yeah, I was really excited, but also I was getting a little bit worried that nothing had happened, you know, that there'd been no response because on the emails I'd put urgent, you know, and I'm available to talk anytime mm. and, and nothing really happened. And I know that um, uh, Dr. Corey and, and Marek were, were really disappointed with their meeting at the NIH. And so I reached out again to... Why were they disappointed, if you don't mind my asking? I mean, what was the sense of what had happened at NIH? Well, it was that they had been very underwhelmed by the evidence. They hadn't said, wow, you know, thanks very much. We can, you know, we'll, we'll move on this. So, you know, they, uh, they were hopeful, but I, I, I still got a sense that they were disappointed and it hadn't quite gone as they had hoped. And so I said to Andrew Hill... Let's work together and do a Cochrane review, a Cochrane-style review, because I know from my work with WHO that this is the, the style of evidence that, that um, gets, you know, that they like. It's a very methodological approach. And, uh, and he agreed to come on board to do, with our team to do a rapid review. And I put together quite a strong team. Between us, we'd done more than 120 Cochrane reviews supported other authors to do Cochrane reviews. So we were a really strong team. So just, just so that we're clear, your work with Andrew Hill, I just want to give people a sense of where he was at, you thought emotionally as you were working with him. Here's a couple of tweets he had put out, excited about, you know, he's, he's working with Pierre Corey, um, Dr. Merrick. And so here's, a, here's a, a couple of tweets, just so we have a sense of who Andrew Hill is. Ivermectin is showing effects on viral clearance, hospitalization, and survival across a wide range of randomized trials in different countries. Difficult to see how bias assessment could change such consistent treatment effects. Excluding studies with any bias is too extreme. Ivermectin treatment is leading to faster viral clearance in several randomized trials. Could this lower the risk of SARS-CoV-2 transmission? Treatment as prevention works for HIV. Ivermectin meta-analysis reported in the Financial Times. The purpose of this report is to forewarn people that this is coming. Get prepared. Get supplies. Get ready to approve it. Dr. Hill said, we need to be ready. So obviously, he was really pro the work that you were doing. He was as excited as you were. But then you get this document that is the one that it's like a preprint of what he's planning on going forward with. After you're all working together, you're supplying it with the evidence, you're supplying it with details, have a team of people giving it to him. 
but the paper is not what you expected. Is that, am I sort of stating that clearly? Yes. When I read it for the first time, I was, I emailed him and I said, um, I emailed Andrew Hill and I said, please retract this because it's going to cause immeasurable harm. What was it that Mm -hmm. stood out from the work that you'd handed over? What was it that stood out? Was it, you know, was the evidence in the paper? Was there evidence that the ivermectin was working? Um, yeah, well, in actual fact, you know, in the paper, it says, um, I mean, I can read it for yeah, you if you like. Yeah, please do, please. In the results, it says that ivermectin is associated with reduced inflammatory markers, so it causes less, infl- reduces inflammation, faster viral clearance, so it gets rid of the virus quickly, um, and it's dose-dependent, um, which, is, which is good, it means the more you give, the more likely it's going to work. Uh, it says it shows significantly shorter duration of hospitalization. So the people in the ivermectin arm were in, in hospital for a shorter time than those in the control arm. It says in, in um, the studies of severe infection, there was a 75% reduction in mortality. So uh, 75% fewer deaths in the ivermectin wow. arm. And then it <laughs> says, um, and there was favorable clinical recovery and reduced hospitalization. So it led to fewer people actually being hospitalized. Um, so that all sounded great, uh, you know, it, and then it says many studies that were included were not yet published or peer-reviewed, and meta-analyses are prone to confounding issues. So <laughs> the fact that they're not yet published or peer-reviewed, not published, uh, the, the, the preprint servers were established um, during the Ebola health crisis um, because in a health emergency Researchers need to get their evidence out really quickly. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, to, to say, well, this is a problem uh, is, is bizarre. And then it says all peer-reviewed. Now, the process of systematic reviewing is, in essence, reviewing papers. And uh, you, you're in the unique position to be able to ask the authors for clarification and more, more information or, or data or whatever. So... It's really strange to me that they've undermined their own findings. And then it says a wide variation in standards of care across trials. Uh, and ivermectin dose and duration of treatment was heterogeneous, which means different. So um, the fact that there were wide variation in standards of care is also a strength in this context because many of these um, studies actually compared ivermectin to an active treatment. So, you know, so in actual fact, it would have reduced, if ivermectin was still showing benefit, it yeah. would have actually, um, you know, it underestimates the effect rather than overestimates it. And, and then most shockingly to me was that he says ivermectin should be validated in larger, appropriately controlled randomized trials before the results are sufficient for review by regulatory authorities. So he's saying that authorities can't even look at this evidence until uh, larger randomized controlled trials are done. So it was very disappointing because we know how long, normally how long, long randomized control trials take to do and how expensive they are, um, although this hasn't happened in the context of other, other drugs that have been rushed through studies um, during COVID and, and uh, approved by like emergency authorization. Like remdesivir, other things like that, yes. or even the vaccine yeah. itself. Okay, we're going to pause right there. That's a lot of info right there. So you could yeah. imagine her thoughts. There was excitement just prior to this, and then she gets, you know, she gets all of these written, you know, emails and whatnot from Andrew Hill. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, there it's almost as if he took a, you know, a U turn. 
mm-hmm. on her. And then started talking about, well, there wasn't enough of this, it wasn't enough of that. And 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 the idea that there wasn't enough random trials or more time was needed and, and more trials and I I could only imagine I mean let's all roll back in what we were thinking back then. We're like, let's you know the it was a fever pitch of let's let's knock this thing out. Many of us is knock it out and let's get back to normal. I mean, you yeah, know, now I'm exactly. I'm I'm weary of hearing getting back to normal because I don't think that'll ever happen. Well, um, and I don't even know if I want to get back to that um, normal because yeah. that, that normal was walking around with not just masks on but blindfolds. So, but yeah, could you? I mean, yeah. you could sense the 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 letdown, and I like the fact that she mm-hmm. closed this out with, you know, unlike we we've, we've had other drugs that were just fast tracked. Right, right out, yeah. Like remdesivir, right, and yeah. and so forth, and you know, for those of us that are still thinking critically, mm-hmm. you've got to wonder why. Why was right. this? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I can sort of understand. I mean, there's there's probably certain procedures that I don't know about that they do. Uh, obviously, there are. Um, but to me, if you had, even in a quote, small trial study, if you had that much success with a drug, you'd think that everybody would jump on it and go, okay, well, let's get this thing out there. Let's do another trial quick. Let's do this Mm -hmm. like now, you know, in light of quote, the pandemic. Right. So yeah, I'm just a little miffed by, well, you know, okay, well, it shows good signs, but uh-huh. yeah, you know, that's kind yeah. of the attitude you, you kind of feel that it was. It's like, yeah, well, sure. whatever. You know. Yeah. Well, two things. It's almost like, well, it's still horse medicine. So even though it's effective, who cares? Yeah. Well, they didn't even mention that because I don't, I, th- well, I know I'm just, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just throwing that but, in there. No, that's a perfect thing to say because they hadn't got around to that excuse yet or that yeah. reason yet. Yeah. Because they were just, it was almost like they were reaching really hard for, for something. Yeah. So they weren't even making sense, really at all. I mean, they, you know, not as if the horse right. dewormer is going to make sense, but they were. Well, you know, we need to wait, and then then you get back around to, well, let's see, people are dying, but how long do you want to wait? I mean, that should be the question. Yeah. You know. This has been found. We've done the trials, and as like she said, the fast track uh, uh, part of getting it out sometimes has to happen if if something's working. And she was she made the she made the point of look, this was being used with real people. You know, wasn't a right. wasn't yeah, necessarily yeah. a trial. These were sick people, and it was working. Yeah, less people in a hospital. You know, uh, uh, mortality right. rate going down. The whole thing. You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. Everything was leaning hard toward this drug and these flimsy excuses. And keep in mind, we're talking about people like, you know, Pierre Corey, Dr. Merrick, mm-hmm. you know, of course, Tess Laurie. Now, these aren't just people that were off, you know, on the periphery and are commenting now on how things. These people were right there. They, they yeah. were in the middle of these people were in the center of all of this, wanting to help in right. passing this, involved in the trials, involved in the studies, mm-hmm. and, and getting this information to the ones that needed to hear it. 
Yeah. And now we're getting another perspective from an insider that was right there. She was a little bit more inside than, I guess, uh, Corey and Merrick. But, I mean, we're talking about high-quality doc. You know, we'll call them docs, doctors, MDs, you know. So this is what I think carries a lot of weight for me looking at this. Yeah, and, and I mean, I'm just, I'm just still miffed, like, listening to this and, like, like they mentioned, remdesivir. But, I mean, you have other... Yeah, you have other drugs like uh, hydroxychloroquine. Chloroquine. I can never pronounce hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that, chloroquine. Now that's a true the, the twi- one twist tonger. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know that one had been that one's known around the world. If I'm not mistaken, that's mm-hmm. the one that's known around the world. People pop that like aspirin and Tylenol in other countries. So yeah. if you just look at that, you know it's safe from the get go, and even early on it had been showing good signs from certain people that had been using it. And so it's like, okay, that one's showing signs and we know it's safe because other countries use it like Tylenol and they're popping it like pills, popping it like pills. That's, that's what they are. Never mind. Don't, I'm having brain farts. Maybe popping it like balloons. Maybe popping them, but Ooh, I like that. Popping (laughs) pills like balloons. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But I'm just like, when when I heard the other things that I, I went back to that one and uh, and then with ivermectin, it's like you have two drugs that are basically proving through studies that it's there's very little, if any, side effect at all, right? Right, exactly. You they're being effective with with treatment, maybe not a hundred percent, but they're being effective versus a drug remdesivir which has been known to be toxic and harmful to you, but we push that through really quick. Does, does that, that's what my brain went to. And I'm like, okay, so we're like, oh, well, we better wait on these, but you kind of already know that they're, you know, not harmful. Right. So why not get these tested and get, get going? Yeah. Versus remdesivir, like I said, that's, that's been known to be harmful. And it's like, but we're going to push that right on through. Where's the common sense in that one, Mike? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, well, that's you, what my question is. Right well, you there. know, I, I think, I think in the past we would frequently, maybe not almost all the time, we would frequently ask in in, in situations that are similar to what we're we're talking about now. Maybe not as serious worldwide right. as what we're talking about, but you know, there are times that you go. Well, you know that particular market marketing uh, concept is sort of fishy, so let's follow the money, you know. Mm. And unfortunately, now <laughs> you almost have to do it with everything, even the care of humans in in the world, or particularly in this country where we've really not had to worry about that as right. <laughs> really at all. In the past, not to say that never, because we have research and there were times that we did, that was a concern. But right. for the most part, you didn't have to ask it every drop of the hat. Okay, who's making money on in this? What kind of scams going? But yeah. really, now you it, you know just based on what we just said. Okay, well they're choosing this drug over these two. These two are proven not to be harmful and to be effective. 
Yeah. Why? You scratch your head. Well, let's follow the money. How much do you pay yeah. for ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine? Right, right. I Basically, mean, peanuts compared to what remdesivir is costing. Yeah, what was it on per the dose. what was it on the one podcast? I think it was like two cents per dose or four yes. cents or something like that per yeah. dose for what was it, ivermectin? I I think it was ivermectin. Well both versus remdesivir. Yeah. Uh, remdesivir was what, two thousand or something a dose or very whatever. close to it, yeah. I'm like but I mean Yeah. So and that's a shame. Yeah, I I mean wow. So this information but, is yeah. what I would consider, you know, hardcore personal testimony from uh, Eyewitness, this person was right there in the middle of all of this. And, you know, you're hearing some frustrations and how sad it must have been, you know, because when you're let down is is bad enough, but when you're let down after you've been lifted up, (laughs) you know. Yeah, exactly. Like you're all excited and then then pop the balloon. Yeah, everything's rolling right in and and then all of a sudden there it goes and you've got to wonder what is going on? What's wrong with these people? So. Anyway, uh, well, wow. let's let's get back to the rest of this. Uh, All right, with uh, Del Victory and and Tess Laurie. So essentially, you had the body of what you had, the work you'd sent over. It was all there, showing seventy five percent reductions. He's amazing, as Pierre Corey put them, like almost miracle cure results in studies all around the world. Yet at the end, he's put this paragraph that essentially says, but. You know, it wasn't fully peer-reviewed. We can't totally trust it because the studies were, you know, different in nature and used different approaches, which you says makes it a strength because it survived every way that it was used and the different variations. And then lastly, the nail in the coffin really is basically saying, and this is from the WHO perspective that he's representing this, he's saying we cannot recommend this to anyone in the world until we do a full randomized control study. We need, you know, more investigation. It's positive, but let's put a hold on this. Is that essentially what Which that is last take paragraph years. does? It, it, uh-huh. it takes it out yeah. of use, out of recommendation by the WHO at a time where thousands and thousands of people are dying every day. Yeah. So what was the first thought you had when you read that sort of conclusion? Um, wow, maddening! Is what right. was running through your mind? Well, I'm just kidding. great answer. Dell yeah. Dell riddles off all of these things <laughs> that are just brutally honest and detrimental, and people dying, and 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 he's he's nailing it at every angle, and mm-hmm. and they want us to just wait while people die. But I mean, to sum it all up, and Pretty she goes, and she just yeah. yeah. what else can you say Well, it's like sherry tenpenny in the in the other podcast yes where where dell was it dell no 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 that was uh, no it was another guy that that rattled off something from well said that's all she had yeah yeah exactly yeah very similar (laughs) it's like like, she's like yeah that's Mm -hmm. it i said um to andrew we have to meet let me let's meet i I, I said we've got to you've got to retract this paper i can help you revise it um and he said he would meet with me the next day. Were you concerned at all that maybe there was an outside influence that had come in? I was concerned that there was that there were some influences. Yeah, I was. And when I saw that, um, I thought, um, you know, what is what is going on here? Um, because he's been saying he's going to work with us to get ivermectin approved, and then there's this 
So that was that was the thing is is you know what is actually going on. So now we have this representative, a consultant for the WHO that you've been collaborating with, uh, Pierre Corey, uh, Dr. Merrick have all been working with him. Very excited about you know we are going to sort of bring this information to the world and perhaps really start saving lives. The paper comes out; it has this conclusion. You reach out. So set up for me what you wanted to get across to Andrew Hill in your meeting, the Zoom call that was about to happen. Yeah, I wanted to just, um, I wanted to find out who was influencing him to make those conclusions. And I um, was, was hopeful that I'd be able to persuade him just to retract that paper and go ahead with us and do the Cochrane review, which then would be definitive. Can I speculate that you felt like the Andrew Hill you had been working with was so positive that by reading this, you, you just assumed there must be somebody else that stepped in because it was out of character? Was it out of character from what you'd known about it? It was out of character because even after our meeting, even after his paper had been published, that Financial Times clip that you posted just now was from the 19th of January. So he published the paper saying that he needed, you know, that uh, it couldn't be assessed, it couldn't be evaluated or recommended by the re or reviewed by the regulatory authorities. Um, and then he was saying in the newspaper the next day, well, get ready, get supplies and all of that. And in actual fact, there was also another, I think on the 19th or 20th, he was, uh, he presented in a panel in South Africa uh, where he was asked about ivermectin and, um, and what would he do if his, if his brother got sick or a family member got sick. With COVID, would he use ivermectin? And he said, yes, he would want his brother to get ivermectin. So even after publishing that it can't be used by the regulatory authorities or recommended, he was saying, well, I'd like my brother to get it. So there was this kind of, <laughs> it was like, you know, these inconsistencies that were really hard to understand. Okay. That's probably a good pausing or, or, or stopping point here because okay. she... This is a great example. I mean, she laid it out very, very nicely. Mm -hmm. Of it sounds like, first of all, you have a guy all excited about this. Then all of a sudden, you you know, he doesn't say it, but his words say it in writing. Uh, well, not so fast. But it's not, hey, not so fast. Let's leave this alone. It's it was almost, hey, let's take a look at something else because we might I, I think we need to look at this at a slower pace we need to you know just more time more time yeah. you know right even though we had all of this stuff going on uh, uh, as far as the reviews everything was looking good we're still not quite we need to make sure you know so yeah. you know you see him starting to pause a little bit but he, he you know we say the door was closed Mm -hmm. I don't believe that Andrew Hill was the one that closed the door. Now, we haven't got to right. the end of this yet, but it doesn't appear that he's the one that closed the door. It was almost like the door got closed on his foot. It's, <laughs> right. you yeah, know, I see what you're saying. It's, right. it's it, it, yeah. you know, he, it, it hit him hard enough to where, oh, wow, the door's getting ready to close. <laughs> but I'm yeah. not sold out completely, but I'm almost all the way sold out. But, I mean, that is a great example what she said about when he was asked in an, in front of other people 
would you want your brother to get it? It was, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right now, anybody who had any pause at all when asked, you know, a relative, and we're going to assume he's on good, you know, rapport and relations with his brother, mm-hmm. that he would want them to get the best treatment available, and he, right, you know, unequivocally said, "Yes, let's." I would give it to him. Yeah. So exactly. So really, you're seeing just with him. Now, me personally, <laughs> I would. I don't know if no, we're going to ask a question for Dell. Yeah. I would want to know, and I don't know if he's going to because we still have a little bit more of this interview, and we're going to finish it up uh, on the next uh, episode here. But okay. I would want to know, Tess, what was, what was the reaction of Dr. Merrick and, and Dr. Corey mm. with what was going on with Dr. Hill, or did they know all of this? How, where, were, where were they in all of this yeah. and what was their reaction? Right. Because you still got, you still, I mean, we know a little bit about Pierre Corey, you know, what he was expressing at some of these uh, uh, meetings in, in uh, uh, at, at Congress it's, uh, these test, you know, these testimonies that were given, right? But that w- that's what I would like to know because you know Hill was a great guy to have come aboard, yeah, because of his relationship, you know, with the WHO, and and she felt you know a great asset. But uh, he's well, backing out, and then I wonder what these other guys, what did they know, and that sort of thing. Well, I'm I'm, I'm almost wondering to myself, like if. Uh, um, Hill, sorry, I forgot yeah, his ner- a- first name. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Hill. Yeah. I'm almost wondering if he uh, was sort of in a conundrum himself, like between procedures that you're quote supposed to follow at work or in the practice, quote unquote, versus his opinion of ivermectin. If you see what I'm getting at, because like you said, it's like, would you give it to your brother? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But yet. Well, let's hold off on this because it can't be reviewed or can't be this. So it's almost like he's like, in one way, it's protocol. We have to do this, but yes, I like ivermectin. Do it, you know, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't know what his involvement sort of put or position would have been with remdesivir, but I'm wondering if you know if asked the same thing about remdesivir, if he would have pushed it off, kind of the same way if he was involved in that because of quote protocol if you see what i'm saying well so I, I'm, yeah. I'm just wondering if some of his answer was partly protocol and he didn't want to you know, say the wrong thing or get in trouble with protocol but yet when asked the direct question uh, absolutely i would well i think he if was you, definitely yeah. trying to walk both sides of the street yeah and yeah. he clearly remdesivir was available then he clearly okay he clearly yeah. could have said remdesivir when he was asked that question this is Okay, that yeah, this is true then. But yeah. that question uh, would have would have definitely required a follow up because right. if he says yes, right. you got to follow up. Yeah, with with that yeah. answer, you know, with whatever it is. Oh, you're saying that you believe that this should be used, and mm-hmm. then you, why isn't it? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You, yeah, that, yeah. You can't no, just go. Oh, right, okay. Right. Thank, thanks for answering my question. Yeah, yeah, so. you're, you're right. All right. Well, more to come. I'm interested to see where all of this goes. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind this is this testimony from from Tess Laurie is she was right there 
Now, she's not naming a lot of names on the other side. We can just we can just throw the organizations out there that were involved. And believe me, there were people that were representing these organizations or let's just say uh, guiding and directing them in mm-hmm. whatever way possible. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, it's either with threats or incentives, which will give you lots of money to say or do this, or we will take this from you if you don't. I mean, that's usually the way that works. So, Right. Yeah. Sad, sad but true. So, all right. Indeed. Well, let's wrap this one up, Ben, and, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll pick this up on the other side. All right. Uh, have a word of prayer here as we close out. Father in heaven, once again, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us. We ask for special blessings, Father, on all of those that are standing up, all of those that are wrestling, it appears, with evil, to get this, uh, this truth out there, to, to help to wake people up. And, and even as we speak today, there are many that are still walking in their sleep. They are slumbering. And, uh, Father, our desire here is that we remain wide awake and and continue to follow that light that is on that path that you're providing. We ask that you continue to bless all of those that are listening to this program. We also ask that you prepare us for what is yet to come. We don't know what that is, but Father, give us the mental and the physical and the spiritual strength to to do what it is that you would have us to do with the many gifts that you've given us. May they not be wasted. Thank you again for this opportunity and for all of those rock tumblers and truth seekers out there. And as we close out, as we always uh, say, and, and we like to be reminded, may every intent of our thoughts be pure. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on The Undiluted Truth. Join us again next time and have a wonderful week.